to the left, Pellegrini, inside, Pizarro Golasso, Pizarro Golasso! Here's the goal scorer, Morgan, and he's done it again! Lewis Morgan with a second of the match! He will have the goal! He's framed the top 90! It's a sensational first goal for Gonzalo Higuain! What's up, everybody? We have a longtime friend of the pod joining us today for a little uh, kind of season preview-esque now that the schedule's been released. I am talking about Mr. Max Ramos himself. He is the president of the Siege Supporters Group. He is a good friend of the pod. He's just a good friend in general, actually. But Max, how are you doing today, bud? I'm doing fantastic, guys. Excited as all hell for this season. Absolutely, man. We are officially... Two weeks away. Can you believe that? Right now, we'd be... Damn, the match would actually be almost almost finished by now. Yeah. 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 Hopefully, hopefully with a win. Absolutely. Hopefully with a win. Hopefully with a win, because, you know, nothing's cooler than losing to USL teams. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the full schedule's been released. You can go ahead and, and get on the interwebs. Go to Google. It's a really good search engine. Type in Inter Miami season schedule, and uh, that's going to give you all the information that you're going to need. I believe our main focus is actually just going to be on uh, a few of these teams that we're playing multiple times. Yeah, no, I mean, first and foremost, you know, the the MLS has 27 clubs, 34 regular season matches, 17 home, 17 away for those fast math folks out there. Top seven teams for each conference will qualify for the playoffs that are currently scheduled to begin on November 19th. And the MLS Cup is currently scheduled for December 11th. Obviously, this is this is up to uh, COVID if these do come true, but hopefully that is where we're looking. And Than, got to ask you, man. Than, looking Max. At, oh, shit. <laughs> Max. Max, got to ask I, you, bud. I, I wish I was built like Dan. That would be that would that would make my life. That would be awesome. Than is an absolute <laughs> unit. <laughs> Moving too quickly there, but but what are your expectations for 2021, man? Honestly, like, guys, uh, with everything that we've seen from player signings of guys like Gregor um, and in the the influx of just energy and, and enthusiasm coming from Phil Neville and just and, and from Chris Henderson, the club is completely different than it was uh, back in November uh, when we when we got blown out by, by Nashville. It's just it's a completely different uh, culture going on. Uh, went to the kit launch and met with Phil Neville before – the, the kit launch and, 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 and just his enthusiasm and his, his preparation. And, and he comes he comes in, what I was really extremely fascinated by was the fact that he came in with knowledge of the league. Uh, I, I, I was really, really surprised that he had, he had detailed notes ready to go of every single team. Um, and, and it was really, really something. And I'm really excited for this year. Uh, we, you, got, you mentioned uh, 34 games, 17 home, 17 away. We we're, we're in a really good spot, honestly, because we actually have, if you really think about it, we have 19 games uh, at home because of Montreal mm-hmm. and and Montreal playing at our stadium. And also with Toronto being in playing in Florida, we're, we're going to have some of the least amount of travel of any team in the league. And I'm very, very excited for how that will add up with with how the with how the, the squad is being built up. It, it's just it, – Everything is accumulating to a very good season, in my opinion. I think we're all going to be very, we're going to be pleasantly surprised at how good this team is. And we get to take down the newly 
branded Club de Foot. Club de Foot Montreal, which I do not understand the the logic behind that, but here, but you know what? You do you, Montreal. I mean, club foots aren't anything to joke about, but it's Canadian humor right there. Yep. Anyway, but uh, <laughs> but uh, no, the schedule. You're absolutely right, man. It is uh, it is definitely geographically targeted. We play a lot of teams. Uh, or I'm sorry, a very few teams a lot of times it really feels like. There's only two matches against the Western Conference in its totality. That is our first match against the LA Galaxy and then a match later on in the season against the Portland Timbers. So, you know, we'll go ahead and make that venture over to the Northwest. But, you know, we had touched on it briefly. We're going to touch on five big matches and really every one of these matches can be multiplied by three because each one of these teams, we are playing a total of three times so we did just kind of want to focus on those three clubs themselves. But Max, I got to ask you before we get into these the, the, these other teams across our schedule. On a scale of one to ten, how confident are you in this season for us? I think a solid seven or eight. Um, obviously, a new coach, uh, a new coach coming in is, is going. There's going to be a little bit of a learning curve that we we're going to have to figure out. Especially with, unfortunately, we haven't had much of a preseason. To uh, work with, so I think it's gonna. We, we it may be a slower start than we wanted because of the of the lack of preseason training and such. But I think uh, by summertime, we're gonna be very very happy with what we're seeing out on the pitch. I think this team is gonna really just look competent, which was the main thing that it felt was lacking last year with competency. Mm-hmm. It, it was the simple things that we could not do. I think just having some sort of actual continuity in in the in the little things and the most basic things about the sport, we will succeed just by that because we have the talent. The talent's not the issue. Uh, now I, I feel it really was the little things that maybe this uh, the new staff is bringing in that I'm very excited to see on a day to day basis. Absolutely, sitting on this on the on the footsteps of this season, I think every fan out there is widely optimistic. I think I think about a seven to an eight is as strong as you're going to get. I think that there's some wily people out there who go to a 10. I don't think that that's as much realistic as, uh, you know, keeping around a seven and eight, which I do agree with you there, bud. But, you know, like we talked about, this season is going to kick off fast. It's two weeks away from recording this podcast. And that first game is going to be against the LA Galaxy. That, that match is going down on Sunday on April 18th. So that match is at 3 p.m., which is right in the afternoon. Bring your sunscreen, bring your hats, do what you got to do. But that South Florida heat is really no joke. And it's and it's pretty much poetic justice the way that this campaign is going to start off for us. I mean, the season began, the season's going to begin under Phil Neville as the inner Miami head coach, which is funny enough because this was supposed to be our first ever home match for inner Miami last season before the whole world went down and shut down. So, you know, there's a little bit of a poetic justice to it all. But so the reason re- the, the schedule restarts where it left off and, you know, Max, I gotta ask you, what's 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 your thoughts on that first game against LA Galaxy? Um, I'm I'm very excited for it. Obviously, we were all extremely disappointed last year, two days away from it happening, our first ever game uh, at home, and obviously the world shut down and the league shut down and and everything happened how it did, and and I think that was for a lot of people. I think the the start of just just a year of disappointment in in, to, in total. 
uh, when you really look at last season of just how it started out for us. But uh, for the game itself, the Galaxy had a really, really rough year last year, uh, one of the worst ones they've had in a long time. Uh, their star signing, Chicharito Hernandez, uh, he just did not perform at all what they thought he, he would. Uh, he was he came in as a replacement for Zlatan. He did not perform, and he even admit that he didn't perform. But uh, I think uh, as a whole, they're going to be a better club this year. Uh, I think they're going to want to start out on the right foot. Uh, and we we have to be ready for that. I think but I think two, you're going to see a highly competitive match where if you told me there were five or six goals, I wouldn't be surprised because of like what we expect both teams to be and what both teams are trying to prove. So I, I, I expect a, a wild one. It's going to be a lot of fun that, that day. It's going to be a lot of fun. I agree with that. And uh, reports have been Chicharito's, and we're talking Javier Hernandez, his offseason has been very intense in terms of training, and he is really wanting to uh, kind of correct the issues that w- that there, you know, showed last season. He, he was trying to be the replacement to Zlatan, but really he's, he's a completely different player than, than what Ibrahimovic is, and I feel like LA Galaxy kind of failed from – um, kind of a system standpoint on him. They just threw him in there trying to have him replicate what, what Zlatan was doing. And he just, he works in different systems. They're not the same player. So the struggles were there, but I, I really think that, you know, they're, they're coming off. Like you said, one of the worst years they've had in a while. Um, they're going to be hungry to get back on the right track. I think this is going to be an interesting game because both teams know that there were issues last year, um, you know, pretty significant issues and are looking to correct that and come out strong. So this will be a very interesting match between, you know, both an inner Miami team and an LA team that want to get that first win and really want to start on the right foot. Now, everything that happens in those 90 minutes, I think is going to be nothing but, but pure excitement. I mean, LA, you know, for having a bad season still has a, a really, you know, spectacular roster. I mean, you got Pavone, uh, Sebastian Legette—they've they, got some some dangerous people over there. But just like we did, you know, we had the excuse that we're an expansion team. They don't have that, but they're going to be looking to come out and get a win on us. Well, actually, absolutely, yeah. Actually, Jay Pavone's no longer on the club. Uh, he went back to right. Boca Juniors. That's yeah, right. so That's right. his loan did end with the club, so he'll be back over there, which is one less player to worry about. But, you know, you're absolutely right. Chizarito had a very disappointing by his standards last year. We'll see how he does. Both teams did finish 10th in their respective conference last year. So I know both of these clubs are definitely looking ready to to have a bigger impact. But, you know, in terms of new players, LA Galaxy will be looking at, you know, Samuel Granser to make an instant impact after joining from a s monaco to give you an idea he's more i guess well like more like a pizarro type of person uh he has a similar type of impact very much playmaker on the offensive side of things and you know honestly you know i'm looking forward to this game i think it's a big game for obvious reasons and you know we'll see if we can get that dub Uh, yeah i think absolutely uh, starting off the year with a win would be a heck of a a feeling because obviously we didn't win um for the first uh, month of, of, of league play last year, it was uh, pretty bad. Um, I, the first five games not winning, it, 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 I think, really showed how much we had to, to learn as a club. Um, and I think starting off with a win will really, really change minds, especially considering that our last game out in league play, we got annihilated by Nashville. Um, I think I think a win would definitely change the trajectory of the whole, of the whole year, in my opinion. Totally. I mean, it's important from a team mentality standpoint, 
to get that first win is is very very important. It didn't happen until our sixth game last season. But like, listen, guys, like the we this game's going to be a home match, right? And you know, again, there's fans are not going to be at full capacity for the stadium, and I think we we, we all agree that it's going to be one hell of a home field advantage when we do get all those fans back in the stands. But for good news, as our club, we are three and we, we've won actually three of our last four home matches. So this is a home match. We're actually doing pretty solid in that fact. That's a good point to make. Yeah. And I, I and this will be the, this first game will be the most fans we've had in the stadium so far. Um, so I, I think uh, what you'll see on game day, I think it's really going to add an extra an extra boost to the team. Um, the team does tend to uh, play better as the crowds get more into it. I noticed last year, so that that that's a good sign for the future, in my opinion. No, c- cannot agree more. And I mean, we were even impressed with how loud the fans were uh, last season of the games we went to because you know we're going to have significantly more fans in attendance if you know depending on where we're going to fall really between the 3,000 to 8,000 I'm really thinking the club's going to be close to that 8,000 point just to kind of test the infrastructure and everything before going full capacity but we look forward to that because we that was something that we were talking about I think it was in the uh FC Cincinnati game uh where where Mikey hit that that beautiful beautiful goal to to get us into the uh the playing round um we were just so impressed with how loud the, the supporters groups were and, and even the fans on the, the East and West stands as well. And we were like, wow, if, if this gets to full capacity, like this is, is uh, not a hostile, but it's definitely a, not a friendly place for teams to come in and play. Um, I honestly, I think hostile is the right word. I, I think uh, the, the fan culture uh, for this team has already gotten to a point where, uh, other teams in the league know that if Miami fans are coming, like they need to be ready for for some some hooting and hollering. Like it's not like we're not a timid fan base. Obviously, very like we're Miami, and 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 that's how we just are as as a, as, a, as a culture, as a city. And I think uh, it, it really reflects in the fandom of this team. And I'm very excited to see what thousand sounds like. And eventually, when we get up to that eighteen thousand, like that's going to be madness in my opinion. I honestly think we will be one of the top uh, atmospheres in the, in the league. And to do it only in our second year um, in a temporary stadium and everything is a really, really good sign for the future, in my opinion. Oh. 100%, man, 100%. And, I mean, that is game one. And as we look at game one, we got to look at game three, which brings us to Nashville SC. Our first match against Nashville is going to be on Sunday, which is good. It's a weekend game on, what is that, May 2nd. So Sunday, May 2nd, we'll be playing Nashville SC. So this is going to be the third match of our season. Uh, it is going to be our second away match. We're going to go ahead and take on the Philadelphia Union after our season opener against the LA Galaxy. So our first away match will be the Union. Our second away match will be Nashville SC. And I'm looking at this match specifically, guys, because... You know, last year, simply put, Nashville outdid us. They they were an expansion club in the same year that we were. So a lot of the excuses that we were using for last year, I just don't see holding the same weight with this club. What what's your thought as we enter this match? Yeah, you were you're dead on right. Last year, uh, honestly, in my opinion, Nashville was the club that I thought we would be. The way they performed um, and the way they 
update, their season their season panned it out was very much what I believed we were going to have. And, and I thought we the way we ended up being was how I was thinking they would be. And they proved a lot of people wrong. Uh, they they have a really, really good squad. And what the thing is that they don't have any actual like star players on that squad. But what they do do well is that they follow – they follow uh, Gary Smith, uh, their manager. The, his system, they follow through the word, and it shows. Like that, they, they have a team cohesiveness that you don't really see, um, especially in an expansion club with a new coach. Like you don't see that usually, and, and it was very surprising. And it's going to be a tough match um, when you got when you have guys on that team like Cadiz and and Dax McCarty, who are both they're just fighters. When it comes to when it comes to the game, they're just fighters, and we got to be ready for 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 them. And it's weird because, like, we, for they're one of the few teams that we played multiple times last year that we couldn't beat. And it was, and I think that's something that we're going to want to prove that any of the players who were here last year are going to definitely want to prove themselves against Nashville because of how last season ended. So I'm very excited for that game. Yeah. I mean, they were, they built their team from their back line and then filled it out from there. I mean, you talk about a team that's going to say, hey, we can park this bus and and we are much more confident in our defense than than you are in your attack and they're a team that you know they don't really have those star players i mean like honey mukhtar like very good they they do have some some quality players but if they can figure out an attack and really um, become clinical with their attack then they're going to be one of the best teams in in the eastern conference The, the hardest part that most teams have to worry about is just trying to find a way to break down the defense to score some goals. And typically they were just doing that without really too much offense productivity. They could beat you with their defense, but if they can figure out that offensive standpoint, then they're going to be a very, very tough squad. Yeah. I think you say like that you you thought in my moves was going to kind of play similar to what they did. Like we all thought our back line was going to be our strong point at the start of last season. And then we realized Pretty quick that our back line was actually one of our weaker points. I mean, Nashville turned heads for obvious reasons. They And this this is why this game sits on the schedule, and there's three matches over the course of the season that really just stands out. I mean, Nashville finished seventh in the Eastern Conference last year, which, you know, it, it led to a departure in the playoffs, which good for them. We did make the playoffs, but they did make it to the semifinals against the Columbus crew. So Nashville won three games in a row playing against some pretty tough competition towards the end of the regular season, which included, you know, Orlando city, inner Miami and Toronto, which are all three playoff teams. Um, you know, and honestly, fellas, we, we haven't necessarily uh, played well against this club. We suffered a three Oh loss last year. Uh, the goals came from Randall Leal, Henny Mokhtar, as well as Dax McCarthy, who are all returning. And oh, yeah, like we touched on it, their back line being superior to most. The 2020 Defensive Player of the Year and MLS Best 11 Walker Zimmerman. So that's the type of heat that they're bringing. I think that was the only game that we did not watch in its entirety last season. Yeah, that was. Um, I think, I think I we, was we shut the- it off at like the second half and he just walked out of my house. Uh, I was I don't know if I said anything. <laughs> he, I don't think he did at all. I was like, "Well, I guess he's going." I um I was one of the uh, thirty Inter Miami fans who went, and I can tell you, it was extremely disappointing the way we mm-hmm. played in that game. Um, from start to finish, they were the better squad. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't even a, a competition. I mean, and 
Mm-hmm. No, I was going to say they proved that all year. I mean, we had one draw and two losses, zero wins. That's not good. No. And and I think I think everybody on the squad who was here last year, and even the new guys, even even Neville, even Gregor, anybody, any of the new guys, I think they know what happened last year. They're probably going to be told by teammates. And I think that's going to be another game that we're going to really want to prove ourselves. So mm-hmm. the league, the league kind of did us favors by giving us like the first three games are not easy ones. Um, they're good. They're, and, but it gives us the ability to say, Hey, like we can really show ourselves today. I mean, like this, this first month of the season, whether or not we are, we are a better squad. If we we're a better team than we were last year. I think, it, 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 it's, it's going to be a trial by fire, but I think everybody is looking forward to it, in my opinion. Yeah, well, most of their games were won by one goal. You know, it, it's it's a team that it's, they're not really going to have high scoring. I mean, of course, they did put up three on us, but most of their games are like 1-0 or, you know, 1-1, 2-1. Like, they're a team that you've got to be able to find a way to break through the, their defense, and they do have one of the best defenses in the league. Well, I, I think, Max, you brought up a great point. I think you know, the, when you open up the calendar, right, and you look at the schedule for the first time, you see the LA Galaxy, the Philadelphia Union, and the Nashville SC, and you're like, holy shit, like, God damn, like, the schedule gods were not good to us, right? But then I think, I think as you slowly start to dive deeper into our schedule, I actually think, you know, looking at it as it's in, you know, totality in its entirety, I think it's not that bad of a schedule, to be honest, guys. I may be sitting on a scale of one to 10, maybe around a six. Yeah, it's friendly i would say it's definitely after like the, the first three games it, it gets definitely more friendly um and these are teams that we've played before these are teams that we've all competed with before i mean i would love to see us get back out there with the red bulls and trying to binge that 4-1 beat down that uh that they gave us but um yeah i'm i would have honestly liked just from like a, a fan standpoint i would have liked to see more games against western conference teams but this does give us a, a pretty decent route to make the playoffs, which is not going to be 10 teams. It's going to be seven teams on both sides now. So, you know, it's going to be harder to get into the playoffs. This schedule is definitely more friendly to that, but our work's cut out for us and we got to go out there and get results. Absolutely. Honestly, man, like it, it, it's one of those things where if you really look at how the first, the first half, like really shows up, uh, they're, they're giving us a, another thing that they did very well for us was that, like, a lot of tough games are at home. Like, we play Atlanta mm-hmm. uh, May 9th in the afternoon. It's going to probably be, like, sweltering um, at home. And then the next – and then a few days later, we play at Mont- – I mean, we play Montreal at home. Like, and then just getting through our season, you look through our, our schedule, we have a lot of really, really good setups where we're playing at home at least back to back – at least twice – at least back to back every single time right and then if you scroll into like july like if you consider the fact that montreal is there we're, we're only leaving uh we're only leaving miami uh once in the entire like month of july mm-hmm. which is awesome mm-hmm. yep. so i think i think everything's setting up uh for a mid the, the midsummer run is going to be amazing mm-hmm. we think. were just talking about that we're really going to we're really going to jump up, in yeah. my opinion. We were just talking about that three-game stretch in July. I mean, July 21, July 25th, July 31st, not to mention uh, birthday of mine on July 23rd. Like, that's going to be a hell of a week to, to, to be down here. Ten-day stretch, but that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. And then and the fact is that the biggest the biggest trip we make um, that in that time 
is is going to Orlando, mm-hmm. a midweek game against Orlando, which obviously they they did no, they did the fans no favors by making the Atlanta and uh, the Atlanta and Orlando away games midweek games. Uh, it, that was a big bummer uh, to find out because I was very much looking forward to going and. Obviously, depending on the situation with work from home and everything, I, it, obviously I can still make it, and I'm sure a lot of people are too. But having a having a derby in the middle of the week uh, is is not nearly as fun as a as a weekend yeah. uh, throwdown. Of course, of course. But well, maybe maybe we can all work from home from Orlando that week. Um, but no, I mean, I think even a big part of that three uh, game home span uh, home match is against the New England Revolution, the Philadelphia Union and Montreal. The Revolution is actually our final match of the entire season. So, you know, we'll see how the season unplays, but it'll good, be good to at least get a, a viewing of them to see how they come down to the to, to the wire. Yeah, um, they 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 are pretty. They were pretty decent last year, in my opinion. Uh, that they, they they added Alex uh, Butner, who was who's a pretty good signing overall, and and it, and it seems like they're just improving uh, as a club. They they also got AJ Delagarza from us, uh, so he 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 probably will be a good insight for them on our on our team because he he played here obviously, mm-hmm. and. And yeah, no, that's going to be another squad that we may have some difficulty with. Yeah, we'll see how those games go. But mo- moving on to the most, the third most intriguing, not in any order, but that is absolutely Orlando City. And our first time playing Orlando City this year is going to be on Friday, June 25th. We are going to be playing them three times, which is a common theme over this podcast over this season. Uh, maybe, who knows, maybe we play them in the playoffs. But during the regular season, three matches, Orlando finished the 2020 season fourth place in the Eastern Conference. And you know, we, we we actually talked about this last podcast, but, you know, it's kind of taking us back to that moment where, you know, LGP put in that header to go ahead and put us ahead of Orlando City and our home match at the Derby was pretty fun. It was pretty fun to see that go down. And obviously, Orlando's looking at a, you know, I don't know if they're that different this year, but they're slightly different. One big piece will be missing. That is the Daryl DK that does haunt this club for <laughs> the last, I don't know, 16 months or We're so. We're the biggest DK fans. Uh, I know. <laughs> underrated, dude. Like, <laughs> we we are pretty big DK fans. But, you know, to be a U.S. men's soccer fan. But, uh, but what do you think about Orlando City this year, Max? Um. Obviously, last year, uh, the games against them were highly competitive. Uh, the uh, obviously playing them in MLS Cup, uh, losing to them was very disappointing. And then, but we we did beat them. We did beat them twice, so that was also very nice uh, for our first win was against them. Yep. And then, obviously, we went uh, up to Orlando. An amazing day overall. Obviously, disappointing that we lost, but. The away game was fantastic as an experience. Mm-hmm. They're going to be good. Um, like even Gary Devil said it himself. He's like he he really rates Oscar Barea as a as a coach, and I and I would agree. He's a great manager. Um, they added their their star signing of the offseason was Alexander Pato, and that obviously is going to he's going to be the linchpin for the team. I think overall, uh, they 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 just they just Orlando City was not Orlando City of of. Yesteryear, last year they were they finally they, were they finally broke order. through. 
they broke they broke through um, in their fifth year. Congratulations to them. It took them so long, and they finally did it. And and, and you got to be and you got to be happy for them because God, they were awful for so long. Mm-hmm. And, and and I do expect them to continue uh, to improve. But what our club, our team showed last year was even though they were in year five and we were in year one, uh, there there was no game against Orlando where it was like outrightly like they were better than us like we could have won every single game we played against them uh we just we just didn't show up at at a moment not even the whole game like in the game in orlando like breakfast scores a hell of a goal but then like a lot of other games uh last year we gave up a goal soon afterwards it was extremely disappointing and it's like and if we if we are able to like hold firm after we score i think we're gonna be in a good spot to uh to beat them a few times this year. Yeah, no, it's 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 something to look forward to. And, and what we were just talking about on the, the the episode we just recorded was that you know we played them twice. Uh, sorry, four times. We won twice. We lost twice. So this is kind of uh, you know a, a tiebreaker. And I'm you know I'm happy they're they're good. Uh, you know you you got to be happy for them. They finally broke through, and you want that rivalry to continue to be so much fun. And it's it's only going to be fun if both teams are are decent. You know. Of course, you know, we can beat up on Atlanta like we did last season, but like that didn't even really feel good because we know they don't have their their all star weapon, Joseph Martinez. So, you know, we want these these good games here, and I think we're going to get some more out here. I'm very interested to see how Pato fits into the MLS if he can deliver because his career has been ups and downs, and we're not really sure what we're going to get from him. So, I, I don't know why I say we're like they're not really sure what they're going to get from him yet, I think. Yeah. We'll yeah. See. If he, if, he, if he comes back and he's in an MVP, MVP form, he's the most dangerous man in the league. Like, it's not even a question. Um, and then and then they added a bunch of players this offseason. Obviously, uh, uh, our boy Mikey Ambrose uh, went back uh, to Atlanta after uh, just stopping in Miami. And they've added a few other good guys that I think as a, as a whole, they're, they're going to be much better this year. Uh, they have a new coach, Gabriel Heidsett, who a uh, very famous Argentine player. And I think he's going to take them back to those the, that 2019. Uh, I'm sorry, that 2018 form of under Tito uh, Martinez. And I think it's going to be one of those things where they're going to definitely have a revival. I think that that's another team that we're going to probably get our all from because they're trying to prove something as well. Mm-hmm. They they really want to get back to that form that they had a few years ago. And I and I think uh, games against them are going to be very very difficult. But I'm very excited for them as well. Yeah, I mean, Atlanta is kind of like our, our runner-up rival, I guess, right? Like, you know, last year we actually pretty, I mean, played pretty damn well against them. Our record held we, pretty strong. We didn't lose to them. Yeah. We were undefeated against them. Exactly, yeah, right? We, and we have a lot we of... We dominated them last year, but I don't I don't think that's happened this year. I think they're going to be battled. They're, they're going to be very difficult, and we got to be ready for them. Yeah. I honestly think. I heard that, that, and when it comes to robberies, honestly, what I felt last year is like, I have a lot of friends who are Atlanta United supporters, so it's a little different. Uh, honestly, after last year, obviously Orlando is number one, A, B, C, D, but Nashville is like the bane of my existence. Like after going to the, to their stadium and interacting with some of their fans and and then the way they would play against us, I'm like, I think they they could become a rival, um, uh, over time if you really think about it. Yeah, no, I think they'll they'll have to establish that. We had been talking about that. We thought the biggest rival we were going to have would be Atlanta United. Uh, that was prior to to Martinez going down, but the the reports I've seen is like they're like calling him like similar to 
just like a, a freak athlete, almost like a, like a LeBron James and, and mainly like in his, his healing ability and, and how he was able to really fight and, and keep pushing to, to recover as fast as he can. I think he's going to come out there on a mission with a, you know, new brand new shiny knee and come out like the Terminator. I, I really, I don't want to lose to Atlanta, right? I, I want Inter Miami to win, but I, I would love to be able to see him come back and, 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 get to the level that he was because he was a monster. Yeah, I mean, the first time we do play Atlanta is on May 9th. That is a home match against Atlanta. But honestly, fellas, the the match against Atlanta that I have scheduled on the calendar is really September 29th. Um, that, that, that kicks off a three-game road trip, starting with Atlanta, then moving over to Portland. So that's when we talk about that West Coast trip. And then, oh, yeah, we're bouncing over to the Columbus crew. So <laughs> super tough junction uh, in the uh, schedule for us Toronto during that time. After that. <laughs> it's yeah. Heavy. It's not going to be easy. So we'll see how Toronto plays. Last year, they did finish 12th in the Eastern Conference, but obviously that was without Yosef uh, Martinez, you know, d despite, you know, kind you of. You mean Atlanta, all... not Toronto. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, Atlanta, yeah. Yeah, yeah Atlanta without Yosef Martinez getting basically torn ACL was, was not a product that anybody wanted to to see out on the pitch. So, you know, unfortunately, though, for Atlanta, Atlanta it is safe to say that the loss of Julian Gressel uh, is a massive blow to their uh, team. That That's a big piece of their club that they are no longer having this year. Uh, but again, like we said, Joseph Martinez will be back on the pitch for them after missing the entire 2020 season. And if you're a little new to the MLS and not really sure who this guy is, he, he got injured, I believe it was, in the first match of last year. Oh, right? Nashville, yeah. yeah, I was actually yeah. up in Tahoe watching it with a couple buddies who are a part of the Atlanta United supporters group. So uh, it was pretty devastating to watch and he was the 2018 mls mvp so we will see how he will play and you know funny enough they did have a preseason match underneath their belt guys uh, it was actually the match that we uh, had to cancel they went ahead and played the charleston batteries and they crushed them six to one wow uh yeah no and and and, and that's what you would expect and it's, it's funny uh, them crushing the uh crushing the batteries this is is kind of like a unicorn because a lot of MLS clubs have struggled in the preseason. Uh, we obviously lost to the Rowdies. FC Cincinnati uh, got blown out. Uh, New York Red Bulls lost. Like a lot of MLS teams have lost in the preseason to lower league sides, and obviously that could stem from a million reasons. And no one cares about preseason results at the end of the season because they they're not a, a dictation on how you're going to be, but the fact that they did win so handily against a USL side, um, it could mean something or it, it could just be a misnomer. Uh, we'll just have to see. It's tough when you don't really get too much information from these closed door games, you know, like I, I, I was, did Martinez play these games? Do we know if, if Joseph played? I'm I'm not sure. You know they keep that stuff close. I, I know, like that. So yeah, I mean that's impressive regardless. Because after losing to the Rowdies, I was like, damn, if we lose it to USL teams, like it's not 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 going to be uh, taken received well in the the South Florida. Always patient and reasonable always fan for, community. Always forgiving. Yeah, so forgiving the fans are down here. You know. <laughs> oh yeah, but yeah. at least we're not Cincinnati. 
Always, always remember that. At least we're not Cincinnati. Ain't that a fact? Uh, as as we did uh, crush Cincinnati and crawl our way into the playoffs last year, this this really brings us to our last of the five teams that we got our eyes on this year, and that's really it's really Toronto. Um, looking at the match on Wednesday, October twentieth, uh, really have this game circled for three reasons, fellas. It is the first homestand back from a three-game road trip that we did just talk about so we're going to go ahead and see how they look back in the home arena uh and also you know don't look ahead but at streak alert you know this looks like a promising part of the schedule and i think when we talked about this in the beginning episode or the beginning of the episode is you know our first real month is is pretty tough it's it's a gauntlet but over the course of time it does loosen up it does become a little bit easier for us and when we do play this match on october 20th it will be the start of a three game home span that i think that we can go ahead and beat so Plurisoft off Toronto. Secondly, a home match against Cincinnati, like we just talked about, and actually an away match against Atlanta United. We'll see how they're doing. And then a homestand against New York City FC. So, you know, we'll see. It's a close with the New England Revolution, but honestly, I think that's looking pretty partial to us. Um, but yeah, this uh, Toronto team honestly does leave a pretty bad taste in my mouth. I think Max, for obvious reasons, like you talked about, about Nashville last year, I think this kind of has a distinct relatively similar taste in my mouth. And that's really what I deem the Ben Sweat game. I think uh, that will go down mm. as, uh, yep, it was that penalty. And we had a lot of hopes riding on that match and we played extremely well, you know, for what? I'd say about like 82 minutes, 83 minutes or so. And then, you know, just one mental lapse would seem like a common thread over the course of the 2020 season lost it for us. I feel like most of our games were, were lost just off one mental lapse like that. And I mean, Toronto is a pretty stacked team. Shout out, you know, A.O. Akinola. I mean, you got to respect that that young dude. He's shredding, but they they've got you know Pozuelo, Lorea, Derek De Leon, who is I think probably the the super sub of the MLS. And Toronto's coming off. They just they just beat MLS Cup winners Columbus Crew four to two in preseason. And again, it's it's preseason, but you kind of you can use that as some sort of uh, like baromic measure of of where your team is right now. So you know this is a team that finished second uh, in the in the East last year, and this is a team that is is kind of really starting to break through from being one of those just mid-range teams to one of the the top upper tier teams of the MLS. Yeah, the only thing about uh, Toronto, um, and and it's something I'm also thinking about uh, for Montreal, is that they're not going to be home um, for the season. They're going to be playing in in Florida. I'm actually looking at their schedule right now, and they have only three games slated of where exactly they're playing. And and they're going to be playing uh, in the Orlando area for the first three uh, games, but I've also heard uh, rumors of them playing in Tampa and such. So, like, I think since we get them so much later in the season, it'll, it'll be a real um, – it'll be it'll, – it'll really be seen how it's dealing – the team me- mental aspect of not being home and being with your family and doing your normal routine is going to affect the Canadian squad uh, when, 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 when we play them. Like I, we, we, that will be something that that has to be considered over time. So hopefully we get them in a good place that we one we could hopefully go see them. Uh, if we if if we play Toronto in Florida, that'd be great. And then obviously uh, when they come here, hopefully the weather is getting to a place that they're going to be uh, pretty miserable with the heat, mm-hmm. and uh, we we can uh, we can probably get one from them from there. Yeah, I think this is a uh, valid point too. 
Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, it's definitely going to suck for the Canadian teams this year. You know, Montreal and Toronto playing down in the state of Florida. But, you know, we, we touched on it early in the podcast. It's it's working out for us. I mean, certainly way less travel time. There's, there's really kind of, I guess, three clubs that we're going to play in the state of Florida. And that's Orlando, Toronto, and Montreal, as weird as that may sound. Um, sorry, so sorry about it, but uh, but no, I mean, Toronto, Toronto's through and through always a club that you are never going to, I guess, look past, right? They have seasoned players like Josie Aldador, Michael Bradley, players like that offering stability in the, in the club, and you know, honestly, uh, Toronto's in it this year. I mean, they got a new head coach, Chris Armas, who will be joining them from the Red Bulls, and you know, the Red Bulls back in 2018 did win the supporter shield, so you know. I think they have a high, high hopes over there. Yeah, no, the Red Bulls, um, they took a little bit of a step back, um, especially after Jesse Marsh uh, left uh, for Southburg. But he, but they've done a pretty – I think they've done a pretty good job of building up their roster. And um, obviously we, we they had our, their way with us last year. We, we, got, we obviously are going to have something to prove. And, and that, I think it's going to be a common theme you're going to hear a lot this year about the squad of how they're handling each game because they they know that last year was not good enough uh, for the most part. And depending on who which team we're playing, like it's going to be something to prove against almost every single club. So I'm very excited about that. Um, and now hopefully, uh, hopefully by the time we do play the Red Bulls, uh, we're we're in a good spot. Like we play them middle of the season up in New York, and then. We'll, we'll see them again later in, back here home. And hopefully by that time, we're either wrapping up or putting on a bow for our playoff chances, and we don't have to worry too much by that point. Absolutely. And, Max, as we kind of wrap up this show, we got a, we got a couple rapid-fire questions for you right now. As we know, there are going to be seven teams that enter the Eastern Conference Finals. What or I'm sorry, Eastern Conference playoffs. What position do you think Inter Miami will be in? Um, honestly, uh, fourth or fifth, probably. Um, I, 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 I'm, I'm feeling really optimistic of what this team is going to look like. I think you're going to see a lot of players uh, who were here last year. They're going to probably carry themselves with a much better air than they did last year because I think top to bottom, just the way the club is being operated this year is so different. Um, with Beckham personally uh, having a hand in it, with Neville and Henderson steering the ship, I think you're really going to see a, a huge change in just the trajectory of the club this season. And, and I think good things are going to happen. And hopefully we can get deep into the playoffs and also hopefully make a U.S. Open Cup run and, and maybe win it. Those things are all on the table. I feel very, very confident in in this club and and honestly the fan bases like everybody i talked to the excitement in the air is awesome because last year obviously the excitement was that we had a club and we were playing but it turned quickly into disappointment because of the fact that we were that we lost so much or that we gave up so many leads like the excitement is is is, is tangible to how it was at the beginning of last year running up to the lafc game and even after the lafc game because we played so well considering that's where we are right now, and that's how everyone is feeling. Everyone's feeling really excited. I'm excited. I know you guys are. And these next two weeks cannot go fast enough. 
Absolutely. Like I'm so I'm so hyped. Yeah, man. Champions League and then the March Madness championship game and then we're there basically. I'm trying to we're just there. stay patient and set shorter term goals to to focus on. But yeah, two weeks away and we're gonna see you out there. We're 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 gonna be in the supporter stands as well. So we really look forward to this. So Max, let me ask you this. It sounds like we're all confident about this upcoming season. Do you feel that there's a chance that Inter Miami can be holding that cup at the season finale? Um, I'm not gonna say I'm not going to say that we are. Weird things have happened in, in MLS where a, a team sneaked in. Like, like Columbus was very good last year. But if you would have told me at the beginning of the season they were going to win the cup, I was, I would probably not have believed you. So it, it's one of those things that definitely, it's a, it, everything is possible. Like, if if Lewis Morgan has another another year like he did last year, if Cesaro finally gets going, if our back line holds still, like there's there's always a chance and. Obviously, like I mentioned before, there's also the U.S. Open Cup, which definitely could the way that it's being worked this year. That if we get in and we qualify for it, it's definitely something we can go for. Um, and then in the playoffs, it's it, it, honestly a lot of times it's you just got to get lucky or and you got to get good at the right time. And if we're hot going in, I could see I could see us competing for it, and that and that I feel would be amazing. Yeah, well, right now, Max, Vegas is holding a plus 1,600 line for Inter-Miami to hoist that trophy at the end of the season. So for all you people out there, this is an educational podcast. So if you went ahead and put $100 at the beginning of the season, you would win a total of $1,600 at the conclusion of the season with that win. And, you know, guys, I got to ask, you know, do you know the top three teams that are favored right now in the MLS to bring home that trophy? Um, I'm imagining Columbus, LAFC, and Seattle. Damn, it's FC Cincinnati. No, you, you, yeah, you, you nailed that. Actually, you, <laughs> you got it. You got it all. You haven't even seen the script, and, you, and it felt like you you look at the script more than Jay does. Yeah, so. You haven't even looked at his misspelling of Columbus to Colobus. <laughs> Moving fast. Wow. No, uh, if, if if you were spelling Cincinnati incorrectly, I understand. But I, Columbus, really? Uh, like I, I stick to Cincy on the Cincinnati references there, bud. But that's uh, all right. He spelled batteries R Y S. Like it would already be R I E S. Yeah, it's a singular battery. We don't need to focus on me so much. Just know that I'm I'm a big supporter of the red squiggly line when it comes down to it. Yeah, there you uh, go. He he does spell check and uh, good news if. Well, not for Inter Miami fans, but if you just want to see some MLS action earlier than expected because they have closed door policies, the CONCACAF Champions League round of 16 is going to kick off on Tuesday, April 6th, uh, and then they'll have additional games Wednesday, April 7th. We imagine this podcast is dropping on Wednesday. So go out there. You can see Portland. You can see Atlanta United. You can see Philadelphia. You can see Toronto. Just get back in the good soccer feels, man. I'll be watching that Atlanta game, though. I want to see Mr. Joseph Martinez coming back with a vengeance. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see, sir. The season is upon us, Max. We do thank you. We do thank you for joining the podcast today. As always, thank you for listening. If you like this podcast, go ahead and drop us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Be sure to click subscribe and tell your friends and follow us on all social medias and watch out for Pink Smoke dropping next week. We appreciate it. Max, you got any plug for you, bud? Uh, just uh, come out and join us on uh, Saturday. Uh, this week is... Uh, 
uh, April 10th at Britain Front Beerhausen in Coral Gables. We'll be watching uh, El Clasico, Barcelona versus Real Madrid. Come join us, and if you're a member, 10% off your bill, and, and come join us for the fun. All right, my man. As we end every episode, vamos Miami. Vamos Miami. Vamos Miami. Be good, brother. Peace.